Welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast with Leah and Bryant. And tonight we watched two shows. Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Thank you. And Love After Lockup. Yep. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the worst, Tidying Up. All right. So the episode title was Empty Nesters. This is a Netflix show. So it's streaming the full season right now. The It was actually the second episode, but we didn't know that. I thought it was the first. And this show is basically hoarders before they get out of control. More or less. With money. Hoarders before they get out of control with enough money to pay this chick to come to their house. Well, I don't know. The the next episode, if you if you kind of watch, if you look into it, mm-hmm. they're uh, they're a family that's downsizing from a four bedroom house to an apartment in L.A. So it's not just you can't judge it off of one episode in that way. But I don't know. It was it was it was a good show, I guess. It's something I will never watch again. But was uh, interesting to to see her philosophy on how to clean. Yeah. So I. I didn't want to watch this show i had a feeling i would feel the exact way that i do except i found the show confusing because the whole show is based on this woman's cleanup method but there's she has like four steps of like how you get rid of crap right and her big thing is if it sparks joy or not which they use that phrase way too often and it does not spark joy in my heart but what i did notice was she kind of just came in, said like three things, and then left. And then they cleaned everything up. So I looked her up, because you know me. When I get a bee in my bonnet, I do all the research. Mm-hmm. I looked her up, and she used to have a two-year wait list to get people to have her come and consult. I use air quotes there. Mm-hmm. And they never said how much it is. Now she doesn't do it anymore. She just pimps her books that basically do the same thing as a consulting fee. She's basically building a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. She has trained consultants, again with air quotes, that range from cost of $40 to $300, which you could totally just go on the Handyman app that I'm blanking on the name of and find someone to do it for like $15 an hour. Yeah, but I think the the concept is, is that she teaches you how to how to get the clutter down to a manageable size and then kind of guide you how to organize it so you can you can live with the stuff that you you can't live without so to speak right so i mean yeah we can go on on Angie's list or whatever it is and and get somebody to come clean up our shit for us but who really wants somebody you know going through that going through their personal crap you know what i'm saying like that's not something i would ever hire somebody for regardless of how bad the situation was maybe if you know we had some money to burn and it was it was worthwhile i'm you know we may hire somebody like this to to help us out with it but not not necessarily do the work for us i wouldn't hire somebody like this i can do a free google search and find out her method she sells the boxes that you're supposed which in the first episode they didn't show you but she like makes these boxes that are supposed to help organize your drawers but all she's doing is rolling them which is not like new a lot of people roll their clothes to make it fit in their drawer. I do. Yeah, but a lot of people don't necessarily know the, the methods of cleaning like that, right? Like I had a professor in in college that had uh, that you know gave it was a speech class, and he he gave a speech because he he lived a minimalist lifestyle, 
right? And his thing was was that when school wasn't in session, he was basically off the grid completely. And he would go out into the woods, he'd build his own shelter, and he'd live off the land until he had to come back to school for work. And he did a speech specifically on how to pack, you know, for for minimalist type situations. And that was one of the methods was you roll up your clothes, right? That's kind of where I learned that. But not everybody necessarily has that. I guess that's a Girl Scout camping thing because that's where I learned it. I mean, I wasn't in the Scouts, so. Yeah, I mean, yes. But my whole thing is just like, this lady's not cheap. Maybe Netflix paid for her. But regardless, like, again, I just don't think she did anything. I mean, the whole put your Christmas stuff in clear boxes so you know what's in there. It seems kind of obvious to me. And, you know, if you don't... Like, first of all, this couple that in the first episode was from Southern California. And they actually made a comment, a passing comment. Um, They found the dad's yearbook. And the dad had wrote in his yearbook... Well, I guess it would be like the granddad. He wrote in his yearbook on Pearl Harbor Day. Right. All of this stuff that happened so that he could catalog it. And then at the very end, the owner of the house was like oh yeah my family was interned at san anita park right which is a r- local racetrack to us i would have liked to hear more of that versus like really if they had just talked to their son who was like get rid of your four thousand jackets because you live in california and you don't wear jackets <laughs> but but how often do your parents listen to you when you tell them shit like that how often do your parents listen to you ever i mean i can usually get through to them but then again my parents don't have hoarding tendencies well, I mean, just on anything in general, I think that it, I mean, we, we can stand here and tell them that, you know, they need to clean and, you know, make this, make whatever situation better till we're blue in the face, but they're not going to listen and they're not going to respond. You, you know what I'm saying? I do, but I just think... We both have very, very, very intensely stubborn parents. True. So to even entertain the fact that we could suggest anything to them other than how's it going and how's your day, then, sure. you know, is delusional. I guess I'm just used to my mom just fucking throwing everything out. Well. Which is how I roll, too. Apple didn't fall far from the tree there. No. No, it did not. That's I guess that, that's my other thing where he's like, I've got 30 years of baseball cards. It's like, boo, I... Oh, man. I was so jealous of that collection. You have no idea. <laughs> I would have put that shit in the trash like 10 years ago. We would not have made it this far. We really, <laughs> we really, really wouldn't have. <laughs> I got no patience for that. I, I don't have any patience for that either. Anyway, I'm never watching this show again. It... it intensely irked me and the fact that she's starting an mlm pyramid scheme also irks me to my core if you don't know what an mlm is or a pyramid scheme you should listen to the podcast the dream where they go exclusively into that it's really good but is it really an mlm because because think about it how do you scale how do you scale a business like this well so what she's doing is now she's creating the boxes to help or quote-unquote organize your dresser right so she's branding with merchandise right and the boxes are really expensive but she's only selling them to her consultant who are then going to turn them into selling them to other consultants who are then going to try and sell them to the public and so it's exactly like every mlm out there where there is a product you know i mean look at lularoe lularoe or whatever the hell those leggings are called lululemon no lululemon's completely different but they are also turning into they're weird i don't know actually just shut down for bankruptcy and what it was was, which is actually Mary on Sister Wives, which I was talking to you about when we were watching Sister Wives. Mm-hmm. She has a Lulu Rose store. 
what it does is you have an actual product to sell, but the company makes you buy so much of that product that you actually can't sell it. So what you do is you try to go on, you go on Instagram and you go on Facebook and find friends of friends or strangers with open accounts. I get recruited all the time for this crap and they try to make you sell on Instagram and you can be a girl boss and work from home and make lots of money and you can't. You're just making the people at the top lots of money. The only way to make money is to recruit more and more people under you because then whatever they sell, you get a piece of. And that's what she's doing. She's just doing it in a more slow played way. So she's a little bit smarter, but like she's already started with the consultants because they have to take her classes, right? Like you can't just read her book and call yourself a consultant. You have to go to her funded classes. You have to get certified by her. You have to pay her a ton of money for it. Let me let me ask you this. What's the difference between her and a a management coach or a sales trainer? I view them as the same. But at this but there the are only... uh, there are actual skills that these people are teaching, and it's up to you whether you put, implement them or not. To a degree, but not. You have to have a certain a, a level of intelligence to be able to internalize what they're telling you and then put it into action. Otherwise, you know that it's nobody can help you. To a degree. However, if you're, the chips are stacked against you to begin with, because you have to spend five thousand dollars to even get into the class, you're never going to recoup that money. And sales trainers have you ever had a decent sales trainers we've hired millions of them they're all junk i mean they just are you you can't teach sales you're either a salesperson or you're not you're a salesperson i am not it's that simple and that's how these companies make money because they have so many their whole way to make money is to have such a high rate of failure that people don't want to admit because they've blasted their social media that they're doing this they don't want to admit they're failing so they just invest their own money and like Watch the Herbalife documentary. That that show was crazy. Yeah. But anyway, I hated this show. I've already talked about other shows where I can't deal with the switching back and forth between English and other languages because I just don't pay attention the right way. Yeah, you you watch every show in English with subtitles. It doesn't. I don't. Understand I watch that. every show in English with subtitles because people fucking mumble. But so I what's know the which, difference between a foreign language. I, it's the same general sound. N- no, mumble. it's not because I'm not. The way I watch TV, you've watched TV with me. The way I watch TV is I don't just watch TV. I'm always doing something else. Right. So, so how do you follow? I guess this is this is another thing that I've actually been interested in. So these are legitimate questions. While you're doing other things, mm-hmm. not generally paying attention to the TV or paying half attention to the TV, with subtitles on, while playing a video game, how do you follow along with the storyline? That's just the way my brain's built. I'm in the same way at work. I have to listen to a podcast while I'm typing up my reports and auditing deals. I can't so just you, so sit you, there. So you, in some sense, have have ADD in that way. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's to me, it's less of the hyperactive, and and I don't even know if I would necessarily call it ADD. I think it because what you just described were ADD symptoms. See, to me, it's always just been like. At least because I've taken extensive learning disability testing, as you know, because I do have dyslexia. So they said I don't have ADD, that I had this weird form of dyslexia where instead of reading words like mixed together and backwards, I actually track from from line to line wrong. So when I was in high school and when I took the SATs and even part of college and even now today, sometimes I'm having a really hard time concentrating on what I'm trying to read. I have to use a ruler so that I don't jump to the bottom of the page and then jump back up and have no idea what's going on. But... They always said I cleared for ADD. I never had it. I've just always looked at it more of like, I've always built my brain on multitasking because when I grew up, I would do homework in front of the TV, which I'm sure my parents were not too pleased about. 
So I've just kind of always trained my bra- trained my brain to have that essentially background noise. And I can't work in a quiet place. So like I said, when I'm in the office and I'm auditing or I'm, you know, reviewing deals or writing policies or whatever it may be, I have my headphones on and I'm listening to a podcast and, or an audiobook. And most of the time I can do it just fine. Every so often I will have to pause or like when people mumble on TV, I'll realize probably like 30 seconds later that I didn't understand that last conversation. And then I'll go back and re, you know, watch it with the subtitles, read the subtitles. But with the such a quick switch from English to the show Japanese. My problem with it is that wasn't constant enough. So I didn't register that I wasn't really fully understanding what they were saying until it was far too late. And then I just wasn't going to mess with it. It's too much work. Okay. So I'm out. You're out. Yep. Okay. We're done with Marie Kendo forever and ever. Are you happy, Rob? So the next show that we got suggested is called Love After Lockup. It's currently on WeTV. It's in its second season. It's currently airing its second season, I should say. We went back to the first season on We Demand and watched the very first episode. This is pretty much 90 Day Fiance Felon Edition. Yep. Sorry, John. Sorry, Paul from 90 Day Fiance. I know you guys are felons, but you missed your calling. You should have found your wives in prison. Anytime someone says that this guy takes a good mugshot or a hot mugshot you're on the wrong path i mean at, at, you, you know this doesn't this show doesn't the fact that this show exists doesn't surprise me in the slightest oh no i love this show this is a completely trash fire female masochist mm-hmm. just just itching to get hurt itching for trouble and just cannot pull themselves off the train tracks as the freight trains coming you know it's just a bunch of deliriousness um, so I think we should do what we do with 90 Day Fiance and break it down by couple. Sure. So there was Scott and the girl whose name I never got. Scott, Scott was the, the old guy he, who uh, had looked like he had a mullet. Yeah, that was, that's, that's a really weird one. And that's not gonna, that's that, that she's gone the day after she gets out. No, she's going to take all of his money and take his house and then leave. Guarantee it. This one's kind of weird. It was a guy who found his girlfriend on a prison dating website, which I'm also like slightly confused how so many inmates have iPhones. Prison's not like we think it is. It just isn't because I I know I I I know of inmates that have that have cell phones and call and text and it like it's, it's just it's just it they have everything that we have out here. It's just they hide it a little bit better. I guess it's just weird. Scott's going to get screwed. And even his son at one point is just looking at him like, you have to be smarter than this. Well, Scott doesn't look like look like the sharpest crayon in the box. He just looks sad. He really does. He just and looks sad and lonely. He looks... You know what You know what my advice to Scott would be? It, you, dude, you, he, I'm sure the guy owns a Harley, right? Because that's just the general look. Right? Right? So why don't you hop on your bike and roll to Sturgis and just stay there? Yeah, just work there. there. There's that crazy country bar that's in that's at yeah, that's Sturgis. at Sturgis that at one point had its own TV show that was fucking crazy. That show was awesome. It that was show was awesome. on True TV. I loved that show. You know why I got canceled? Why? Because boobies. No, they didn't give a shit about this. True TV. They don't care. I think it got canceled because the two main characters got married, and like weird things started to happen, and then part of his bar fell down due to bad weather mm. so i think it was just too much for him to continue with the show makes sense but that show was badass and the show was good they should the bring was. that back what i'm googling what the show was called they i have a uh, two co-workers that go every year well he should go to he should go to sturgis and he should work there 
just hey, just go work, have fun, party your ass off, and enjoy the rest of your life. So it was six seasons and it ended in 2015, and it was called Full Throttle Saloon, which is yes. the name of the bar. Yes, that show was awesome. It it looked like the best party that I didn't have to go to. Right, and I kind of never wanted to go to, but it was interesting. I I kind of wanted to go to, but I oh. wasn't going to go in a car. So what ended up happening, since I'm on the Wikipedia page, is so hang on, let me guess. Let's play the let's let's play the the accusation. Okay. Game. All right. Uh, sexual assault. No. Uh, rape. No. Nothing to do with the sex crime. No, it ended in 2015. So Fraud. Nope. Is the bar shut down? The bar is... Okay, so the bar no longer exists. Well, I don't know if they've... Okay, so I'm just not going to play this game with you anymore. Hurricane. Flood. Stop. Shooter. Active shooter. <laughs> no, it's not in Vegas. Terrorist. So, apparently, while they were filming the final season, because the final season was only four episodes, a fire burned it to the ground. It doesn't say what fire, if it was arson... Um, it just says on the 75th anniversary of Sturgis, Sturgis motorcycle rally, the full thought throttle saloon witnesses record crowds and problems. Michael contemplating, contemplates selling it. And then the very next episode, it says after the fire that burned it to the ground on September 8th, 2015, they gather for a round table discussion about what it's meant to them and what to do in the future. Oh, it says, he, it says they ultimately did rebuild. So I'm not sure why it didn't. It had a pretty good viewer rate, over a million viewers, which for True TV is pretty good. That, I mean, like I said, that show was badass. I still remember it. Maybe it just got too hard to film. How? I mean, I get it. I, I get it. But Ooh, um, the fire started over a pinched power cord to a keg refrigerator that overheated and sparked a cardboard box. God damn. Oh, it moved power. to Destination America. That's why it got canceled. Destination America is just like all hauntings all the time. Oh, yeah. I love that channel, but if you're not about something haunted, they got no time for you. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to Love After Lockup. Joanna and Garrett. Okay, sh- that girl, that girl's got some screws loose. She needs to go on fucking medication. I don't, I don't really advocate or or think that I'm not a doctor, but I am gonna say that there is something off about her. Like her dad said at one point, she does seem to live in that foggy dream gr- dream world, and I've known. Girls like that growing Same. up, and uh, they never change. They never change. They're like literally. There's there's a girl that I that I knew that was the same from 16 years old all the way up until she was 30, and then I stopped. And then I they stopped just get to be her. too much at that point. And it's just like you you don't you don't change. How how is it? How is this possible that you don't change? Everything is sunshine and roses and denial. Sunshine, roses, denial, and jobs at Macy's. Okay, moving on. No, okay. Now I, I get what you're saying no. and what that alluded to, but that is not what I was referring to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dot. This is a completely different <laughs> different person that I grew up with. Um, but yeah, Dot you know, doesn't really live in a delusional cloud of I sunshine know, Dot, and roses. Dot's pretty, Dot's pretty level-headed and legit. But he'll be back in jail and like by the end of the season for fucking sure, right? I would imagine so. He's going to pull a knife on someone. And I don't think they're going to get married. Oh, I don't think so either. I don't think... I think that she's going to have that breakdown and they're just not going to... I think that's why your dad got so frustrated by it because he's just like, open your eyes. Right. And and the whole time she was just talking about like how her dad was being unreasonable. It's like, 
no girl that's you you're unreasonable okay so here's the other thing about garrett they showed like the weird was it, i don't know if you watched this because it might have been the second episode but that weird shower sex scene yeah tell me how his white jeans still have the tag on them i mean he's been in prison i know but and least... she just bought them but also i walked out with tags before her dad looks like scott he does look very similar yeah and then she has a frenchie which is a french bulldog which me and brian are both obsessed with because we love frenchies we're pretty cool and she's like, I don't know what I'll do if he doesn't like the dog. Easy. You get rid of him. Dogs first. Yep. More or less. I mean, I'm gone. If Stanley's gone. You don't get to take my dog. I mean, he's coming with me. He's my dog. Mm. Anyway. Dibs. See, nope. I called it. That's not a See, thing. See, I called it. All right. Then take him to the vet. Also, I found it really gross that she was trying on thongs and weird that they were matching outfits. You know, that's that's their that's their thing. What are you what are you gonna do? I know we're judging them by covering the show and generally talking shit about them, but you know, when you put yourself out there to be to the world, then when you're on a show you called Love it. After Lockup, you there's just you should know your. I feel like I I, uh, I feel like this is just like scripted. Well, <laughs> obviously, but I I feel like it's a. These these people are just generally delusional and may or may not be the most productive human beings in, in our society. That's all I have to say. All right, let's move on to Lamar and Andrea. She's the Mormon yeah, with we, three kids who fell in love with someone who's been in jail for 18 years. Yep. We never actually see Lamar um, because he's in prison in California and she lives in Utah. I thought the Mormon aspect was was kind of interesting. Me too. And I th- and and first of all, let's talk about this white bitch, Audrey AJ AJ AJ. Fucking whitest name ever. You are a see you next Tuesday. No, she's just from Utah, dude. Dude, she's like like the the comments that came out of her mouth were so disrespectful. I would have slapped her. I thought some of her comments were disrespectful. Like a, like she said a lot of dumb shit, don't get me wrong, but I think part of that is just being from Utah and not being around like people that A aren't Mormon and B aren't. not white. You know, that that's part of it. And then she goes she goes in the one of the very first things that she says when she gets on camera is, I've always wanted a black friend, and now I do. And she's definitely black, and she's a lot of fun. Right, exactly. But to me, that screams less of like someone being like... Oh, it's total ignorance. It's total Absolutely. ignorance. It's not like, I've always wanted a token black friend like because to prove I'm not racist. She's just ignorant. Yeah, but we... But Which are two flips of the same coin. I understand. It's the same thing, right? If you know, I will say, though, some of her questions were not bad. Because she, when they found out that, because I guess Andrea has been hiding from all of her friends, that dude is in fucking prison. And she asked, what was he in prison for? Or how long has he been in prison? And she started to get all mad because he's been in prison for 18 years. And then she asked, what did he do? And Andrea wouldn't answer it. And so the AJ chick was like, was it a crime against a kid? Did he kill someone? Yeah, those are... Was it crime against woman? Which, I mean, just come out and say it was an armed robbery. Like, it's going to be easier for you. But the thing about, did he get you for that that engagement ring from the dollar store? No, she said, did he get you that that engagement ring from the candy candy dispenser, from the prison candy dispenser? And I feel like... I don't really think that you would say that to somebody that wasn't black. Oh, I disagree. 
I I don't know. I just get the I just get the impression that she's such a cunt and she just looks at this at, looks down on this girl just oh, in general. I disagree on that. I I thought that was a shitty comment, but this was one of those incidents where like it was a shitty comment that was made worse by Andrea because Andrea flipped out about it. She could have easily turned that into a joke, but like I've known people to ask that question, especially women to other women when they're alone. People get fucking mean about engagement rings, dude. They get well, mean. Not with mine, because it's awesome. That's damn right. And also, it's very me, so they're just like, yep, that makes sense. But, like, I've had friends that have made comments like, can you even see that diamond? And I'm just like, who cares? But when Andrea, like, flipped out and was like, I wouldn't care what ring he gave me, then why are you so upset? Let me guess. None of their marriages worked out. Oh, the girls that made those comments? Yep. I don't know if have ever gotten married. Case in point, jealous <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because sometimes they've been friends of friends where I, like, I haven't actually known them that well, but I've overheard those comments a couple times. You know what? I'm I'm just going to take it for a win. I don't get many wins, and I'm winning, baby. Okay. What about Ola and James? That one I was the most, like, okay, maybe it's because she's, like, blonde-haired, really pretty. A heroin distributor. She was, like, I thought she was she was hot, you know? She's definitely hot. I think that... She does prove my theory that all girls named Ola are white, blonde girls. I, I mean, possibly. The other girl on 90 Day Fiance with that name from Russia was a white, blonde girl. Mm, okay. I don't know. I thought they were cool. They, there wasn't that much interest, that many interesting things going on with them. It's They're a story that, because um, I started watching episode two when I got home from work, they're a story that's going to get more interesting because what he didn't say on the first episode was that his dad is a Chicago police officer. Well, that'll be cool. You know, that's not gonna go well a little bit of drama but you know what it's chicago cops windy city corruption true you know maybe he's like hey give me the hookup but also he's got legit crazy eyes he does but like, but all of them do to some degree to some not degree. as bad as him like most of the people that they put up the pictures of the couples you could guess who the convict was when they first put up the two pictures and you couldn't really see what she was wearing i wasn't sure i was like which one's in jail could go either way they yeah. both have crazy eyes they're either going to kill each other or go kill people together i'm not really sure yeah and yeah. i also want to know how she had curly hair when she got out obviously somebody did her makeup before she or did her yeah, hair I mean, before she walked uh, out we tv but. probably did that but that's pretty much on that show are you gonna keep watching love after lockup absolutely not no you're not gonna watch it with me absolutely not but 90 day fiance doesn't come back for like three weeks what are we going to do I would rather light my balls on fire than watch this show. You're no fun. So there's a couple things we got to talk about that aren't the, these two shows that we just finished reviewing. By the way, I'm, again, totally in for Love After Lockup and totally out from Marie Kendo. I wanted to talk about Lorena. I finished that, which is the Lorena Bobbitt story. Really good. Highly recommend it. It's on Amazon. I grew up after that happened, so it was always a joke. Did not know how much more to that story there was behind it. And if you don't know what all the whole story behind it, you should definitely go check it out, especially if you are a true crime fan. And I want to talk about the two con artist movie documentaries we watched. We watched Fire Festival. We watched the Netflix version, which was really interesting and everybody's been talking about. Bunch of rich kids got hosts. What else is new? Poor people got hosed too, and so did that whole fucking island. Yeah, well, the island, the the part for the island sucks, but that's what that's what GoFundMe and Patreon and all that stuff is for. It seems to have have helped a little bit recover some of the losses, right? 
But yeah, don't. I mean, why would you partner with Jaw Rule fresh out of prison? Think about that. He got well because out. that guy didn't care. But that guy was a good con artist. That wasn't his first con. He had four other businesses that he ripped tons of people off of. And then while he was waiting to go to jail for that, he was still running another con successfully. Yeah. Well. So he was easy at schmoozing and convincing people that none of his lies were lies. There's, I mean, you're listening to it right now, like I am, the dropout. That's exactly what that girl did. Yeah. It's but no I different think, from Bernie I think, Madoff. I think that she started out with pure intentions. Oh, I don't. I think she's a sociopath. What about China Hustle, the Hulu documentary about the fake co- companies? And Didn't watch it. You picked it. China Hustle? Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. Oh. Yeah. That, like, I don't have anything to add for this for this section. I didn't watch any TV this week other than those the two the shows that you you told me to watch. Okay. So recommendations. Oh, the, go ahead. The 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 one where the documentary where the what they were they set up filming. They filmed the outside of the factory when investors showed up. Mm-hmm. That's the one that you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that one. That was a that was a pretty interesting documentary because it basically talked about how China has inflated their gross domestic product to to be in the trillions of dollars, and then they have companies that are essentially shells that don't produce anything, but and then report use... hundred million dollar years and and uh, things things along that line. But it's really interesting because you know I think that we when I was thinking about that that show. It reminded me a lot of North Korea or what we see from North Korea with the with the whole charade going on with, you know, that we're we're a functioning society with, you know, with morals and values, morals and and values. And and in fact, in fact, our morals, values and money is worth more than yours type attitude. And it's just a shell. There's no substance to it at all. So I thought that was kind of interesting because if that's. If that's the representation, that's that that's pretty weak. I mean, that sounds like a pretty weak government, a weak society, in general, right? Well, you're missing a whole point, and you might have been asleep for this part. But that is the whole scam was built in America. It was American companies that were um, one of them was Roth Capital here in California that were banks, investing companies that were trying to find the new greatest and latest of mortgage scam essentially. And what they did was they found out of company or out of business companies that still had active stock tags on the New York stock exchange. And then they go to China and find essentially chicken farmers and other people to portray as CEOs. Well, no, that's what, that's what the Chinese companies were doing. Roth just, just Roth went over there too. They they were a huge part of it. Well, Roth went over there and, Okay, well, you you know, but it's a. It was it was just really interesting. I think you guys should check that out. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's super super interesting, and unfortunately, nothing has changed, and that's kind of the end of it. So the end of it was super depressing because it was just like, here's this guy ringing all the alarm bells like people did, and you know, two thousand I don't know two to two thousand and eight about the mortgages. No one listened, and this guy went to China or went to Washington. He had all this proof. He even wrote a book about it, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, that's fine. We trust this random person who just gets paid to say whatever." Um, so it's kind of depressing, but it's really good. And the other show that I've been 
watching a lot of is X on the Beach, which I think everybody should watch because it is a trash fire and I love it. But do you have any other recommendations, podcast? Nothing? Nope. All right. Well, if you guys could uh, rate and subscribe, if you guys could follow us on social media, we're at Twitter on the Made Me Watch Pod, Instagram at Made Me Watch. You can email us with suggestions at mademewatch at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. And like I said, please rate and subscribe. Let us know what we should watch next. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Okay, bye-bye.